I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 94 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by a cyborg dolphin with computer shit in its brain that allows it to speak English, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. That's not the only language I can speak. I can also speak... Ah, the language of love. The language of love. Dolphin love. Fuck me. Is that like a seal? Is that what seal I don't know what dolphins sound like. I kind of go... They make, kind of go, they make a clicking. They make, like, make sonar clicks. Oh! <laughs> Come here, big boy. <laughs> the classic dolphin the sound. Dolphin. The, the howl of the dolphin. Oh! <laughs> Howling at the moon. Okay, there we go. We've already got the name of the episode. The howling of the dolphin. All right, I'm writing that down because I always forget <laughs> the names that we come up with during the show. It's kind of like the Hound of the Baskervilles or something, you know, something classic. Howl of the dolphin. I don't know. I forget what dolphins sound like, and I went to the next aquatic sea mammal that sprang into mind, <laughs> which was a seal, which have pups, which uh-huh. are dogs. Right. Hence the dog. <laughs> See, it all makes it all logical makes sense. sense. Join the dots, people. <laughs> if you have this strange organ called my brain and penis. <laughs> Strange organ. That's another ep- name of the episode. Let's call it Strange Organ. Okay, write that down. <laughs> I like the first one. <laughs> I don't know. I think howl. Like, howl of the dolphin. <laughs> the dolphin's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That also sounds like it would be a fun movie. Um, strange organ. Okay. I do have a lot of weird computer shit in my head. <laughs> it's true. Actually, you do because you've been thinking about computers all day. I do. I do. Boy, is that a story for Game Life Talk. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> Boy, are you going to hear a story about me complaining about shit? <laughs> you know what else makes you complain about shit? What? Losing at Tetris Battle Gaiden, our featured game for the week. Tetris Battle Gaiden, uh, released in 1993 for the Super Famicom, uh, or the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm, but it didn't, because that's, that's a different thing. That's right, it's a yeah. different thing, even though it's not a different thing. No, it's uh, it's exactly the same hardware, mm. uh, just with different uh, plastic tabs at the bottom, so you can't stick different. <laughs> yeah. Your Americans and your Japanese cartridges can't be mixed unless you break the plastic tabs, which many many of us did. Yeah. So it came out in Japan. It was never released elsewhere. Not in Europe. Not nope. in North America. Not in North America. Only Japan. Um, uh, in case you didn't know, Gaiden means side story. So yeah. Tetris Battle side story. That's right. Mm, and I think the game has this little conceit where it starts with this little book that opens up. It's yeah. as though there's some kind of story. I mean, this is probably the, the game, the Tetris game with the most story ever, possibly. Uh, if you pay attention to the story, that's not what's good about this game. Yeah, no, that's not what you come to this game for. So if... Okay, so... 
If you like Tetris, mm-hmm. you, I'm not guaranteeing that you're going to like this game. If you're an asshole, you will fucking love this game. <laughs> if you hate your friends, yeah. if your friends come over and you think, those motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm going to pound them into the earth with Tetris Battle Guide. And this is the yeah. game for you. It is kind of a game for jerks. It is kind of like a video game equivalent of like Cards Against Humanity or something like that. And like In the sense that it's about upsetting and annoying your friends. Um, and boy, do we like doing that to each other. Yeah, it is like essentially what it is. It's, it's competitive Tetris. And there's lots of games like that out there. If you've very not nice seen thing. it before, it's just very simply it's Tetris. But when you get a, there's two people playing at the same time. And when you get a line or two or three, those lines appear at the bottom of the other player's screen, making their game harder. Yes. And that's just base. That's basic battle. That's just competitive Tetris. Yes. This game adds this extra element AC, doesn't it? It does indeed. There's a basically a magical element. So yeah. you pick different characters at the start of the game. They're mm-hmm. all fairly individualistic um, in kind of anime style. There's like a princess. Mm-hmm. There is um, a whole bunch of little uh, gnomes. Yes. Uh, there's a guy in what could be classed as an offensive African-esque sort of mask. Yeah. There's a ninja or samurai. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. There's like a funny little pink thing. Yeah. Uh, can you think of any others? There's uh, Is there a witch. There's the wolf guy with yep. the swords, the yep, samurai a wolf. wolf. Yep. And I think there's a witch. There's one more. Hmm. A missing one. Is it a witch? I thought it was a witch. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, did we get Aladdin? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, so there's the, there's there's like the, the Aladdin. Carpet, yeah, the kind of like, there's a couple of characters that are kind of bordering on like a racial stereotype. Yeah. But this it's fine. 1993. It's Don't worry. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Don't 1993 in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. it's um, basically as racially sensitive as they get. Yeah. <laughs> but look, it's look, it's it's all done in, in like, in like what do you just say? It's not trying to like upset anyone. No, it's not. Uh, they're, they're, just a, they're just meant to be, they're not meant to be offensive. They're just no. stereotypes. That's yeah. all they really are. That's and right. And they're all in that very anime style. Yeah. So each person person has different magical powers and they can be used for your benefit or Mm -hmm. someone else's detriment that's right and you get basically how it works is you'll get tetris pieces will have like one every now and then you'll get a piece dropping from the top of the screen that has like a little magic orb on it and if you complete a line that has an orb you get one magic point and you can have i think there's four types of magic for each character and, you know, you need, like, one point for level one magic, two for level two. I think that's how it works. I feel like there's some more complications to that system than yeah. we really fully understand. But essentially, there's different magic you can do for each character, and you need more magic points to do the higher level magic. I think that's broadly that's right. true. Yeah. yeah. So, there are, like, some of the easy one-level magics... Um, you can do, but sometimes you can only get away with them once because they're powerful, mm-hmm. um, and then you need to collect more to do to do more. That's not true for every character. Sometimes you can just do the level one magic over and over and kind of spam. Mm. But some of them are so powerful that you should only be able to do them kind of once. Like mm. um, I think the the princess does this great thing where she just basically teleports a line out, yeah, or like a, a like several columns. Of Tetris pieces out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, it's normal Tetris. Um, you verse each other. I don't think I've played this much single player. It's definitely a yeah, it's versus definitely with a, your friends. I don't think I've even seen the single player mode. I wouldn't no. even know what that, what that looks like, actually. I think yeah. it's basically the same thing, except you're against different characters. Yeah, and against AI game. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. That would make sense, yeah. Mm. Uh, so the, 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 the arseholic thing, you were just invented it now, <laughs> of... 
the little magic pieces that drop down isn't the only assholic thing you can do. Mm. See, in normal V1V or or player versus player... Tetris. PvP Tetris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. That's okay. Oh, PvP. Why didn't I know that? <laughs> um, you kind of both have one. You know what's going to come up next. Yes. This one you have a shared one. That's right. So yeah. you can be an asshole yeah. and like totally skip through what you want really quickly. It's like the feed of pieces. Yeah. yeah. The feed is for both of you. So you. So if you if you see one coming up and yes. you know that you, the other guy wants one, yeah. then you can even if it's to your detriment, you can like drop pieces really quickly to get that piece. That's right. And upset your other player. That's right. And you can also see pieces coming out that have magic in them. Yeah. So you can, for example, like scramble to get the magic. Hmm. That kind of screwed me up, I found. When I started to pay attention to the feed and try to get the piece I wanted, I ended up kind of like stuffing up my board. So the, yeah. yeah it's, Bit it's of a, plate spinning going it's, on. Like. It's a balance. There's definitely yeah. a balance between being an asshole and actually playing Tetris to a competent extent. Yeah, I think it's benefits. If you're good at sort of multitasking, if you can play Tetris while doing two or three other things, that's going to be to your advantage in this game because then you can, you know, watch the feed, monitor your magic and, and like, see mm. what pieces the other person might might be wanting. That kind of meta game. And you don't you get know? the magic until you get a line. Yeah. Like, you, until you complete a line with that magic in it. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, you so. don't just get the magic just by placing the piece. You've got to actually get the entire line. Yeah. So, you know, Tetrises will still, when you get a Tetris or when you get, like, multiple lines at the same time, it will bump up mm. your opponent's... Uh, like board Tetris or grid board, or yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. You know, we'll bump it up a few spaces mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. So that is still in play here, just like in all the other uh, PvP Tetrises. Yeah, that's right. It's just this element of the magic that really changes things up and turns it into quite a different game because it can be quite strategic. Like if you're just jumping in and you've never played the game before, you just pick a character at random and you just hit the magic button. You don't even know what's going to happen. It's like lucky, like a lucky dip. But if you play the game a lot, if you get good at this game and you and you sort of have a main, you know, if you pick a character to, to be your main, yeah. you can get very devilishly good at this game and, and, like, really stuff your opponent around. Like, use the right magic at the right time that just screws them up perfectly for what they're trying to do. Um, because, like, th- like for, this gives some examples of t- some magical effects that can happen in this game. Like, a really simple one, but a devilish one that you used on me was this this magic that stopped me from being able to rotate my pieces. Yeah. Which, when I was... Because at this point, my board was really getting close to the top of the screen. So I was, you know, in like, you know, survive or die type scenario where rotating your pieces is absolutely everything. And of course, that just killed me because I couldn't rotate my pieces. It just completely ruined my ability to to, to, to survive. That's a, a nasty one to use in that specific scenario. That's yeah, exactly indeed. what you want to do. There's one I used on you where the pieces are falling down and little, like, fairies sort of grab hold yeah, of either gnome end of guys just kind of go, like, little worker gnomes or They kind of grab hold of each edge of the piece and move them where they will. And again, yeah. and you can't do anything about it. Um, and it's not always bad. Like, they sometimes might place it in a good place, but most often they won't. Mm. It's, it's completely random. And these effects only last, you know, a few seconds. But that's mm. enough to really mess up your game, potentially. So there are some which will just scramble all of the pieces. Yeah. Like, it'll just go... And then all of a sudden, like, they'll do this magic thing and all of a sudden they'll all be grouped up the top yeah exactly so you can kind of still put them down this gap but mm. they won't land on anything they got to kind of got to keep going down yeah there's a lot of really interesting ones like mm. joe used one on me where the piece is dropping and your board is completely blacked out like yeah. as if you've just the lights have been switched off and there's a single little spotlight coming out from your piece but it only extends down so far so you're kind of in the darkest to where you're dropping it until you get close to the pieces 
And even then, you're still kind of like mm. trying to figure out. And there's there's yeah. spin in this game, but it's not infinite spin. You can't just keep no. twirling and twirling your pieces. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the infinite spin mechanic. Yeah. A lot of us have become used to in more yeah. recent Tetris games. I want to say te- Pure Pure Tetris had that, and I, I got really I reckon, used to that. Yeah, yeah, I reckon Pure Pure Tetris is definitely one with infinite spin. And when we say the... infinite spin, it's not infinite. Yeah. Um, but you you can just keep spinning back and forth like for over the lot. over the over the grid. For yeah. A bit. And that really helps a lot when you're stuck. Um, it doesn't. Some things it doesn't have. Like it doesn't have that piece saving mechanic that a lot of more recent Tetris games have. Yeah, I reckon that's like from a late nineties, early two thousands staple. I think I found when I was doing research for the quiz later on AC. I think I found the game that introduced that. Um, But, um, so it is pretty late addition to the Tetris canon. Some people think that has been there since the start, but no, 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 that's pretty late. That came in in like, I want to say the late 90s or 2000s even, that saving a piece thing. Yeah, that Um, doesn't surprise me. It's become kind of a staple. I think a lot of people depend on that you know oh here's a long piece save that you know i mean that kind of in thing. tetris um, effect that was definitely one of the only ways you can complete the game in in mm. under certain conditions because mm. you unless you're like a pro player because those pieces drop in time to the music very very fast sometimes yeah so a lot of people have likened this game to like a fighting game which i can kind of see in a way because you've got it character is, selection you really you, it really you is know, a battle they all have special moves special moves yeah people we have a a rule that kind of, and it's it's kind of a house rule that you don't main anyone. You mm. have to switch it up. You can't yeah. just pick a guy and and just basically do what you kind of did today. Is like the level one the- magic where yeah. you bounce the guy a couple of times and it deletes like your like three of your lines or two of your lines mm-hmm. down at the very bottom of the grid. Yeah, and just keep repeating that over and over again because once you get used to a character, you can. You can spam. Really take advantage of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and you need someone else who can counter that mm. and stop that magic because if you keep upping each other's magic, then, mm-hmm. you know, the the stakes get higher and you can't use the same tricks anymore. Yeah. I, I want to I w- imagine that high-level TBG play would be, like, really intense to watch. Like It would be super yeah. interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, this game is good, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is one game-breaking character in there. There probably maybe is, like, really several. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a very balanced game. No, yeah. no. Yeah. And, like, even even the ones that we don't play very well might have, like, a mechanic that might be game-breaking under certain conditions that you could probably push your opponent into. Yeah, that's true. I think you're probably right. Because, I, 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 like, there's certain powers that seem way more powerful than others. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah, some characters seem useless until mm. you get the level four magic, yeah. and then basically, uh, like it'll like destroy half of your board or something like yeah, that. You know, and yeah. everything will just or cascade to the bottom. Or mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of fascinating because each of each of these you know six or seven players will, and there are apparently a couple of hidden ones which we haven't unlocked. Mm. Um, do have so many different abilities that it's difficult to map them all and remember them. And you yeah. and I have been playing this game for years on and yeah, off. On and off, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we still... Because we don't play it all the time, We've there's enough sort of gap. We come back to it a bit fresh and we're like, oh, I remember this guy does this thing. And, and you kind of muddled your way through. And I think that's, in some ways, probably... Well, look, it's certainly going to keep your friends around longer <laughs> than if you, like, sat down and, like, really got good at this game then invited your friends around and, like, trounced them. It would yeah. probably be really irritating, I it, think. Re- it um, really would be, which is where our you don't main anyone, you don't keep the same character twice. Because yeah. if you got a really good character and you know what, you know, you, you just keep using the same one or two level magic over and over again, and mm-hmm. it, it just, it's just not fun. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, mixing it up, 
changing characters, learning new things. That's where this game is at. Mm. I think there might be game-breaking elements of this, but that's kind of half the fun. Yeah. Because, you know, it is a battle. Yeah. It is kind of like a fighting game. Mm. And that's, you know, and it should be played with your mates. You could probably play this single player and that's how you unlock the extra characters. Yes, there's two secret characters, apparently. We haven't unlocked them. No. At at the end of the day, I think this game is just fun the way it is against your mates when Mm. you just kind of want to be an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, the thing about this game I think makes it really great is that Pretty much everyone knows how to play Tetris. Yeah. And so if you say, oh, you want to play Tetris Battle Guy again, people will go, oh, yeah. Like, you can get suckers to play this game with you pretty easily. (laughs) That's how I got you involved in this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is very inviting. It's one of those games that's easy to get into but hard to master. Very hard. It's a great game for, like, yeah, having mates over, having, like, dare I say, a party or something like that. You know, you and you can I chuck it on. have played this in a party environment before. Yeah, like and it we works have out. put this on, like with several, several players in the room, and they mm-hmm. all go, "What's this? Is just Tetris?" Then they learn and go, "Oh, this is Tetris, but it's Tetris plus being a fuckwit." Yeah, I think what, if you're into video games, once you see this game being played, you you will click and you'll be like, "Oh, this is cool!" Like yeah. I think almost everyone who who witnesses the game and and sees the thing that it does mm. is instantly like interested. You know, so. Um, very easy to get in, but very hard to master. That That is like the hallmark of a, of a good video game in my book. So Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Do you want me to spill the beans or do you want to go first for once, AC? How about you tell us what you think about this video? Oh, game? yes. It's been a while since I've been first. Do you recommend? Um, yes. Look, I I kind of came about this game in a, in, a, in a very roundabout sort of way because you kind of put me onto Giant Bomb. Mm-hmm. And mentioned, you mentioned this game to me, and then I looked it up on Giant Bomb, and I think in, in an unprofessional Friday, I saw them playing it. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, this, you know, I love Tetris, obviously. It's like my third favorite game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went, all right, only available in Japan. I went over to Japan. It was actually kind of difficult to find when I went over there. Huh, okay. Uh, not like impossible or anything like that, but obviously the word had gotten out mm-hmm. that people wanted this game. So I picked up, I finally found a copy, quite cheap, picked it up and was very happy with myself. Hmm. The next time I went back, I found a couple of more copies. So I think the demand went down. Mm, okay. And uh, it's, I have now, I've, I've actually donated a copy mm-hmm. um, to my good friend Matt in Denmark, and I have a a loose copy, and I have a complete box copy as well. Right, there you go. So I've got a player copy and like just mm. a display copy, and I still see them over there. So it's becoming more common. So it's not impossible to get. Cool. So that's why I will give this my recommendation. Okay. Um, but I will recommend it on the caveat that you should play it with your mates. Yeah, you need to be. And yeah. If, I mean, everyone who listens to this podcast is an asshole. So <laughs> seriously, if you see this or have yeah. the opportunity to play it, I say play it. Definitely. It's a it's a great game, but you will need a Super Famicom mm-hmm. or a, a Super Nintendo, a, a US Super Nintendo yes. with the tabs cut out. Yeah. Or you can just emulate the fuck out yeah, of it. Yeah, like if you had like a Retron or something, yeah. you could play it easily. Very easily. Yeah. yeah. So, But if you have the opportunity, play this game because it is totally fun and it's a great party game. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I'll just add to that because I agree with everything you've said. I'll just add that it is unique. Like, there's not really anything out there like this that I've seen. Like, some games approach it like Puzzle Fighter. It's kind of like that, you know, but it's Tetris Puzzle Fighter. So it's better, you see. Exactly. Everyone knows how to play Tetris. Exactly. Because Puzzle Fighter is like, it's a little, it's it's one of those like color matching games. It's not the same, you know. Um, This is Tetris and everyone knows Tetris. Everyone loves Tetris. So it does have that 
that extra bit of appeal because of the fact that it's just it's Tetris but better. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I do agree. You need to play it with friends. Um, I don't think it would be anywhere near as fun if you weren't annoying someone um, when you're playing it. I think there is merit to the single player game. Yeah. And I think that is how you learn ha- what all <laughs> of the characters do. Because if you were just focusing on yourself and what yeah. the AI was doing, you'd probably learn all those characters pretty quickly. Yeah. So if you wanted to do high level play that's with right. someone else, that's probably the best way to approach it. That's right. Yeah, I do suspect that if you... like. I don't know how to read Japanese, but, and I can muddle my way through the game. However, I feel like there's probably some text in there that might help explain what the powers are. And like, I think on the level select, on the character select screen, it actually tells you what their powers are. It does a little bit, yeah. Um, so again, like you know, being ignorant of Japanese is a little bit of a setback. But you can actually play this game fine if you have if you have zero Japanese skills like yeah. me. Um, you just pick the second one down, which is two option, people, and then, and then, off then you go. yeah, just yeah. choose the character you want, and then you 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 just muddle your way through, and anyone yeah. can do it. Anyone so f- yeah. who doesn't know Japanese will be fine with this game. So, for like a game that you typically would have to import or emulate, like it's it's a low bar compared to a lot of other Japanese only games we've played. Yeah, this is probably a very easy one to get into. So, yeah, I do recommend it. I think it's unique and interesting. It's perhaps my favorite way to play Tetris. Perhaps it's, it's certainly up there for me. Yeah, like it. I mean, it's it's my probably my favorite two-player Tetris yes. game. Yes, I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure if anything can ever surpass the Game Boy for me. Mm. Not that that's the best version of Tetris or anything like that. Just <clears> pure <throat> nostalgia and portability, and just I just love that game and the music. Mm. But two-player Tetris, this is definitely, definitely really fun mm-hmm. and great to be an asshole. <laughs> So, computer troubles, I see. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know that laptop that I got years and years and years ago? So, I, I came back from Japan with a laptop mm-hmm. um, that I got just before I left. And it was it was an okay laptop. It was, it was decent enough and it served me pretty well, despite the fact that it was, um, you know, had Japanese programs on it and stuff mm-hmm, like that. I mm-hmm. kind of wiped it. Uh, when we started doing Bit Seizure for YouTube back in uh, the the mid 2010s that's right yes. like 2013 14 or something like that gosh it was a while ago it was quite a while ago yeah. uh we it was very difficult to do editing on that mm-hmm. so i bought a new computer that's right uh so i bought this one that we're recording on now which is an asus something or rather and it was um it wasn't like top of the line or anything but it was good enough that yeah. i could edit and record sound onto and stuff like that and it served us its purpose pretty well mm-hmm. and i've had this for like six or seven years now maybe even a bit longer like we're heading into 2020 here so and this has been here since kind of the genesis of uh, of like you know real bit seizure so because mm. bit seizure had a few false starts like we recorded <laughs> stuff that just never made it to air that's right i think i might have copies of it somewhere <laughs> and it's embarrassing because like we didn't yeah. do skits at the start back then we just kind of recorded over the top and it's like mm. that's the I think for a while we were recording the audio on your phone, and I had to and sync then it up. like and yeah. then trying to like sync. Yeah, it was it, it was it was crazy. Yeah, we were wild. We yeah. were out there. We we're flying on the seat of our pants. We did, but um, you know, we we had a show. Mm-hmm. Um, the show was look. The show made us friends. Yeah, and you can't ask for much more than that because we're never going to become famous, and we don't want to become famous. No, God no. Uh, but we we went out there with our with our good selves. And we recorded some interesting videos. We made some good friends, and we had some hardcore fans for a while there. Yeah, 
So I think I think we should be proud of that. And this computer very much served its purpose. It's a bit of a workhorse when you think about it. It is. Um, uh, it's just dying. Uh, it takes a long time to boot up, especially after updates. Mm, uh, and mm. it's it's got a it's um it's it's aged. Yeah. And it's getting to that stage in its life where I knew I needed to replace it. And I thought, oh, just just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer, because I don't want to drop a whole bunch of money on a computer. Yeah, of course. Then the Black Friday sales came around. Ah, uh, yes. And I looked around, and it turns out that, yeah, nothing was really grabbing me. So I mm. actually asked a friend of the show, the E-Man. Ah, and he pointed me towards a particular site, which had a really good deal. So I, I snapped it up, waited a couple of days, waited a couple of more days, rang them and said, hey guys, what the fuck is going on? Where's my mm. fucking computer? And they said, oh, you failed our verification process. Fuck you. We've refunded your money. Mm. They didn't email me. They didn't tell me. Yeah. It turns out one digit in my phone number was off. <laughs> so it's like... We oh we're sorry nobody contacted you. Maybe we tried to call you, but your phone number was wrong. It's like, bitch, you sent me a confirmation email. Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. What the fuck is up with that? Yeah. So yeah, Gray's online auction, fucking forget it. Don't don't use those fuckers. Seems like a bit of an unprofessional outfit. Yes, very, very much so. Oh well. So yeah, if you're in Australia, don't use those fuckers. <laughs> Apparently they're terrible with cars as well, and that's like one of their their main bread and butters. Mm-hmm. Uh so I didn't get anything from those guys and tonight was a bit of a shit show of me trying to figure out what was going on and then they had other ones because obviously I'd lost that first one because of this, I was unverified and I couldn't even get into my account Mm. that I'd set up. That's so crazy. Yeah. it's And it's like, this was a big chunk of change. Like not huge, like not over a thousand dollars or anything, but Mm. you know, climbing up there and they obviously didn't want my money and refunded when an email saying we're having some trouble can you email us please or you know ring us on this number to verify yourself yeah, yeah. i totally would have done that but they never did it so yeah avoid those fuckers that's so weird bunch of unprofessional assholes well another another business that has lost your business. yeah it happens a lot because <laughs> yeah there's a lot of assholes out there turns out Turns out, indeed. People are kind of shit. Yeah. You see, my plan was to take my old computer to Japan and then wipe it and kind of, like, have it as a rudimentary, just kind of basic setup over there, like a a computer that we can use Mm. while we're over in Japan, which is a a good thing to have. Mm -hmm. The old one that I had that I originally got from Japan, which is literally a decade old now, Mm. probably more because I think I got it refurbished, uh, is not doing so well. It's mm. it's very very slow, very cumbersome. You've used that computer. I lent it to you. That's when, right. When you, uh, I think you said it's like an FTL machine for yeah. a while there. It's just like the only game I could get to. It's like well, the only game I tried to get to run on. Yeah, I was like, it'll probably run this, and it did. Um, yeah. So that's my computer story. At the end of the day, <clears throat> I, I still haven't got a computer. I need to go to Japan in two weeks. I was really hoping I could get one before I went, so I could take this old one back over and do all and maybe because i know this one streams i wanted to stream some uh, discord episodes of uh, urusei atsara and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it's looking like further and further away which kind of sucks yeah it's a but, shame uh, yeah hopefully they'll get something sorted out in the mm, in the interim it's possible but we'll see uh, have you been uh, playing any video games you know what i have that's odd uh, I'm you, actually genuinely surprised that you said that. Yeah, I've been... I thought you would say no. Yeah, but almost as if we pre-rehearsed this. Yeah. 
film is. Every, everything is written down beforehand. Everything is scripted. That's the, that's the genius of this show. I Even actually, the jokes that don't work, they're all scripted. <laughs> and we know they don't work beforehand. Yeah, yeah. It's all as, fun. as Rob and I said before, we don't want to become famous. No, no, that's no. not why we do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have, we, see, what, what happens is that you and I sit down and we write a really, really funny script for the podcast. And then yep. we make it worse. We like we reduce the quality down to like a six point five, and then we're like, okay, oh, that, that's that good. joke's really good. We need to cross that out. Yeah, I was gonna say seven, then I was like, nah, six point five, <laughs> and then um, and then we put it out. Into we, the world. We've, we've had sevens, yeah, sometimes, but not on purpose. I want to say the Scatman John episode was a solid seven. That was a, oh, that was a I, I might even go. A, I might go a seven point one for the Scatman John episode. <laughs> the one with the fire tornado. That was an early episode. Yeah, that was that very was popular, actually. Yeah, that was well received. We still get quote, we still get comments about that one. The problem is like we sh- like people like speak about Australia more, talk about Australiana more, and we're like, I don't know, like this. Like, we yeah. fucking live here. I don't, I don't know. Like the other day, like some, I, I kind of thought about it, and I went, you know what? I've never seen a moose before, <laughs> and people were like, oh, how could you've never seen a moose? I was like, you fuckers have never seen a bilby before. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, yeah. you assholes? <laughs> it's like. We live in Australia. Mooses have no purpose here. Yeah, it's like I love that about Americans. Like you can just put them, put them in like the most foreign place that you can think of. Like put them in like I don't know. I can't even think of a scenario. Like what's the what's the least like America place in the world? Like North Korea or something like that. Probably they'd be like, "Geez, it's hard to find a McDonald's around here." Why is it? Oh my god. I have. I, I'm trying to think about like I haven't seen a bald eagle for like the past yes. two thousand miles. It's just yeah, they're very insular. It's a very insular country, America. God bless them. Uh, you know, sometimes even more so than North Korea, which is really saying something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like, I mean, you look at a beaver, right? Like, mm-hmm. you ever seen a beaver before? Because those things are like fat fucking platypuses without a bill, and you look at those fucking things and you think. <laughs> Man, nature is fucking cruel. Mm. Look at that thing. Look at that ugly, chubby little fucker. He looks like a football. It's <laughs> like someone got a perfectly good platypus, stuffed food in its mouth, and ripped off its bill. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You left yeah. the tail. Tail's good. Rest of it, I don't know what you fucking done there. <laughs> Beaver. So, like you're saying is, what you're saying is platypus, God's gift to the to humanity. Yeah. Like, the, the, the nature's the pinnacle of creation. Well, I mean, okay, so platypus, mm. bill that's used to sort through rocks to look for food. Has a poison spike for fun. Poison, poison spike. Has a tail that is used for swimming and also defense and also, you know, patting down the riverbed as well. Mm-hmm. So, cool. very functional. The whole entire, the whole unit. Yeah. Very functional. Also, lays eggs. It does lay eggs. Yeah. Only one of two mammals that do that. It's a monotreme. So, yeah. <laughs> this is a fantastic animal. Yeah. And the beaver... Fucking useless. Yeah. Oh, look, I can stop water for a bit. <laughs> look. Yeah, that's right. He's basically the redneck a, of animals. A rubbish version of a platypus. It really is. <laughs> basically. It is a rubbish version of a of a platypus. Yeah, just try harder a bit. I feel sorry for beavers. Yeah. And any country where beavers reside, like Canada or the United States. Well, I feel sorry for those countries for different reasons, but that's fine. <laughs> I feel sorry for America for reasons I won't go into, and I feel sorry for Canada for being adjacent to America for those very same reasons. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get comments about this episode. Uh, that's fine. Um, they love us. Oh, yes. Boy, how do you do that? Yes, I have been playing video games. Okay. Um, so, first of all, I've actually been playing a lot in the past week. Mm. Like, before, it's like, yeah, I've been playing a couple of games. 
But in the <laughs> what's that voice? That's you. That's your voice. Usually, like, hey, we're playing we're uh, Turtle game. War. Turtle War. Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. I love that game. Self- I love ASCII. Just freaking self. I love go- I love games that go for like two weeks and know there's no clear winner at the end. Uh, it's just too true. It's just too true. <laughs> Hit the uh, yep. proverbial apple. Can't on the head jump there. on people's heads in Total War, can you? <laughs> nope. Where's <laughs> Mario? Mario's not in this. Either. That's me. Where's <laughs> <laughs> too many buttons? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like the fact that there's two fucking shoulder buttons. Give me the Virtual Boy controller. <laughs> that you wanted Australiana? There you fucking go, <laughs> dickheads. More Australiana for you. Oh, Jesus. All right. Oh, you fucking wankers. <laughs> oh, wait. I got another one. Vegemite is not bad. There you go. Yeah, That's perfect. One. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's perfectly m- acceptable on cheesecake. It's fine. <laughs> Bloody good on cheesecake, I'll wager, actually. What other Australian opinions can I give you? <laughs> can I give people? Um, oh, 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 oh. Um, if someone gives you a pie and that says it's full of meat... And you ask what kind of meat, and they say, "I don't know." Just eat it. Just don't. Don't worry. I guarantee it's not poison. Don't worry. Just eat the pie. Fucking shut up and eat it. Yeah. Um, what the fuck's wrong with you? Eat the fucking pie. Uh, what else? Oh, we have this game called Australian Rules, and it's really silly. It's basically ping pong, <laughs> but played by many tiny little shorts mm-hmm. that don't leave much up to the imagination. Yeah. And trust me, there's not much there for the imagination either. It's- <laughs> It's a bit humiliating, actually. Yeah, you know, oh. yeah we're rugby boys here. Mm-hmm. Rugby yes, league. Right. We come from red blood in New South right. Wales. Yeah. And we like to we like we like to hit very large people mm-hmm. with ourselves, who are very large people. Yeah, we like we like to watch large people hit other large. There might people. be a ball involved. I don't know that that bit's kind of irrelevant to the game. It's like MMA with a ball. Yeah, yeah. But there are less rules for rugby. <laughs> there are a lot more injuries, <laughs> a lot more blood. All right. So the games I've been playing. Uh-huh. Um, so I, you know, remember that PS2 that I was talking about a couple of weeks back where I got from the dump, it turned out to be a Japanese version That's right. and it had like, it was chipped Mm -hmm. like, and I never see PS2s chipped. I plugged that back in and had a bit of a go of it. I changed the UI Mm -hmm. to English Mm -hmm. and I changed the output to, um, RGB or rather, uh, component cable. Okay. And the, the picture is so good. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when this disk drive pops in and out, it makes a whirring kind of very sick noise. Okay. And at first I was going, oh, this thing's probably munted. I don't really care. Mm. Munted. There you go. Another Japanese, uh, another Australian word, not Japanese. That's right. Uh, and yes. I was thinking, but the more I, I took it apart, put it back together. It was all working fine. I think I did some repair job in there at some point. Mm-hmm. And now I just want to infinitely repair this thing. Like, if, if anything breaks, I am more than willing to sacrifice any part of any of my other PS4s wow. to get this thing to work. You love this PS2. This I, it's just so interesting to me that it exists and I found it at the dump. And if anyone, had tri- story there. anyone other than me tried to plug this thing in, mm. it would have sparked mm. because it's made for a 100-volt power supply. There's definitely a story there, right? Like, someone died or, like... Someone's mum got sick of. Oh, look! You know, yeah, like well, obviously someone happened. moved out, or someone just yeah. didn't care about this anymore. Because that's a specialist. Like whoever owned that was like a collector of some sort. PS2 mods are not cheap. It's not like the PS1 where they were easy and readily available and very illegal. Like PS2s were very difficult to mod, yes. and it was very hard to find someone to mod them. Yeah, I actually remember taking my PS2 to like 
I think it was like some place in Bill Connon that like fixes arcade machines. I yeah. don't know if the place still exists or was not. Was this PS1 or PS2? PS2. Yeah. And the guy was just like, no. Mm. No, I'm not going to do it. I was like, I heard you mod- do mod chips. And he was like, yeah, get, get the hell out of here. Get out of here, kid. Yeah, I didn't um, say the right. I didn't do the right handshake or like knock the right way or something to get the mod chip. You know. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> that PS2 is a godsend to anyone who wants to play PS2 games. Mm, mm. PS2 are famously backwards compatible with PS1 games. That's right. This will not be backwards compatible with any PS1. Whatever the chip does, it uh, it basically removes that oh, PS1 functionality. Okay. Even the Japanese. PS1 games will not work. Okay, but you do get to play region-free PS2 games. Yes, okay. and that's a big thing. So I kind of added it in there, and it, it, if it could have played PS1 games, mm. that would have replaced a whole shelf in my uh, in my setup, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd be like, great, don't have this thing plugged yep. in anymore. Yeah, and, and, you know, I would have got PS2s from the dump just to use for parts so I could replace bits like the, the disc tray on this machine. Yeah, yeah. That's how far I would have gone for this. Oh, it's yeah. just not there, but that's okay. I do actually have a region-free PS1, which is chipped. Okay. The problem with that one is that it, it doesn't do um, component output. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like great quality or anything like that. However, and everyone should know this, PS4s do play PS1 games. Ah, okay. So you okay. can have HDMI PS1 games, but it will only play the region that you're in. Right. So it's not multi-region, so okay. I'm a little bit pissed off about that. That's all right, though. Uh, I, one day, I just want a perfect PlayStation solution that plays basically all of it. HDMI, Bob's your uncle, no uh, no region locking, and that is basically a PS3. So this is... We'll play all of it, but it's it has to be a PS3 original version um, development kit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that, that would do everything in HDMI. For all regions, but, you know, I'm not going to go out and... What are the odds? I mean, that's probably going to cost you a couple of grand or something like that. At least by this stage, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I played uh, some uh, Capcom collection on that, which was uh, Makaimura, which is... uh, Makaimura. uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Basically the arcade version. Cool. That's a lot of fun. It's still really hard. but The game is so fun, but so hard. Yeah. Uh. I just love the music and I just just love the way it works. And I also played some 1943 Kai... Oh. Uh, which is a, a vertical shooter okay. from a part of the 1940s Capcom series yeah, where yeah. you are against Japan, <laughs> funnily enough. As a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird, but that is uh, one, of the, one of the great ones because you mm. get a lot of power-ups very early on and it's, it's challenging but not overly so and it has good power-ups despite the fact that you're in a... You know, like a like a mosquito or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like a fun. It's I always <laughs> those games are not historically accurate. Very um, much not so, but they're fun. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a couple of more PSP games. I've been oh, in a bit yeah. of a PSP mood. It's a great system. It is. It's mm. kind of overrated. I like the, the format that they use the discs in is just kind of shitty. Mm. Mm, true. Um, but we went to an open air market, um, which was like a car boot sale at a yeah. primary school and we were going through it and we were having fun like I had a sausage sizzle sausage right. sandwich another Aussie thing sausage sizzle yep sausage sizzle what you do is you get a piece of white bread yep you put a, a beef sausage you, you put a snag not a in pork there. sausage if you do pork sausages you're doing it wrong yep and put a you, snag and then you put tomato sauce on it and, and if you want some burnt onion yep has to be burnt has to be black at least slightly singed and then you eat it. It's good. It's fucking fucking brilliant. It's better than a hot dog. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. Better it's than better, a hot dog. Better than a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> better, um, there's someone in the room here. 
Let's this not let's not name it. Her name is uh, M. Let's call Yoshimura. her M. Yoshimura. Yes. Oh no, 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 sorry, that's too, that's too obvious. Uh, Maria Y. We'll call her. <laughs> Disagrees with this, and she's wrong. Yeah, I'm just yeah. calling her out. We've got here a dissenting on her voice in the room. Okay, let's put it to a vote. Sausage sizzle. Who likes sausage sizzle? Wow, six votes. Wow, there's only four people in the room. Who likes uh, hot dogs? Only uh, half a vote. Okay. Weird. Uh, I don't even know how you get half a vote from two. It's people. strange. Yeah, that weird. happened. <laughs> Boy, are we in trouble. <laughs> anyway, uh, what? as I got to the end of this, you know, nothing was really jumping out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one guy was just selling a whole bunch of PlayStation stuff. PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP. There was some... And they're all like basically four bucks each. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of the stuff and none of the PS1 stuff was really jumping out at me. I got uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 with the original strategy guide. Uh. Like this big thick thing for like four bucks or something like that. Cool. Because I thought, oh, I don't have that game. And I kind of want to get into Metal Gear one day. Yeah. As yeah, hard yeah. as it is. It's not... A- <laughs> It's not an easy game to love. I know, but I, th- I have the first one, and I, there's just something fascinating about it. It is cool. Like, they're well made, but they just. It's full of a lot of dumb, esoteric garbage, if yeah. I can put it that way. It's like, it's like you're playing the game, and you're like, okay, I think I've got a handle on this. I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, here's this dumb side thing you have to do now. Or like, here's half an, here's a half hour cutscene about this bee guy whose back is full of bees. Yeah. It's just, and yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of want to experience it, but it, it, yeah. it seems like the kind of thing that if I have long service leave. Yes. Which I don't... People outside of Australia, mm. long service leaves, if you are in a company for 10 years here and you're in the same job, mm-hmm. you are awarded long service leave, which is basically, at least in the government, three months off at full pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not uh, too shabby. Not too shabby at all, and I'm coming up on my long service leave next year. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's next. Next. Gosh, I July. must be due for mine at some point. At some point, yeah. Oh my god. Think of what I can do with my time. Oh, I'll probably mm. waste it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and me both. Yeah. I might go to Japan actually, and like put May in school or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, what are like those a- dog feeders that just feeds the dog <laughs> automatically? I mean, I'm, I want her to experience Japanese life, and this would be like a good period to get her over there and like put her in a school. And yeah, you know, I'll, I'll see how I go. I'm not sure yet, but we'll, we'll both could do that at some stage. Awesome. So anyway, from this guy, I got Metal Gear. Sorry, men, not Metal Gear. Metal Slug Anthology for the Ooh, PSP. Ooh, Metal Slug. So I played some Metal Slug. I love Metal Slug, but it's fucking good. Damn, is it? It's good, but. You really want to play with another guy? Yeah, with like another by person. Yourself, it's not as fun. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it's still good. It's still very good. Midway uh, Arcade Treasure, Ooh. which uh, has a whole bunch of arcade games from Midway. So it had like all like Mortal Kombat one, two, three. Oh or whatever. yeah. It's like what games does Midway make? Oh yes, Mortal Kombat. Marble Madness, uh, okay. which was kind of fun. Yeah. Gauntlet, which oh, that's a classic. Gauntlet is you can give yourself infinite credits, mm. and it's still hard. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. still. It's still a slug to get through Gauntlet, which mm. hence the name. Mm. Um, and uh, Wizard of War. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which has digitized speech, and you kind of go around trying to shoot enemies and possibly the other player, which is kind of fun. Defender, which is... Yeah, Defender is good. I think that might be a Bally game that was bought out by Midway. I'm not sure, but Defender was a lot of fun. Okay. Anyway, the last game I got was R-Type Command. Now, you know R-Type. I know R-Type. R-Type, horizontal shooter, Yeah. hard, but a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I got this game thinking PSP R-Type, not bad. I'm going to enjoy this one. Yeah. 
turned it on, whacked it in. Choose your battleships, choose your people, choose the way that they're structured. And I went, what the hell is going on? And and then I got into the game, and it's a grid-based strategy game. Oh, my God. And I could not figure it out. And this is in English. Wow. And fuck, that game is terrible. If you buy something with R-Type on on the cover, you better fucking be able to shoot something. <laughs> I could not get that far. I can't believe that you bought, you bought probably the one R-Type game that is not a shooter. Yeah, and I probably own all the other R-Type games as well now that wow, I think about it. that's crazy. Uh, the other thing that I've got is... Uh, you can hate me for this. <laughs> uh, that I've been playing mm-hmm. an N-Gage. Oh, no. You, broke, you cracked that thing out again, didn't you? Well, here's the thing. Like, I had two N-Gages, the Taco mm-hmm. and the updated version. Uh-huh. Gmod or whatever it's called. The updated version has always worked and it's a better system, but the Taco one had a passcode which I could never crack. Uh. And Nokia were no help because Nokia are shithouse now. Probably were at the time too. <laughs> so the N-Gage, for those who don't know, is a, a Nokia system that was basically a precursor to people playing games on their phones. Yeah, it was like someone came up with the idea of phone games a bit early. <laughs> A bit too early. In it's the- kind of like a yeah. like a shitty Game Boy Advance. Yeah. That was also a phone. Yeah. And for the Taco, which is the original version, you actually had to take the battery out to put the games in. And mm. you also needed a SIM card just to play the games. Mm. Whether you wanted to just use it purely as a game machine. So someone was offering something online uh, recently. Um, and it was... It was, it, was, it was a big chunk of change. Mm-hmm. I lowballed them mm-hmm. and didn't hear back from them for a while. And then they said, they came back and said, oh, do you want $5 more? <laughs> and I went, fuck, yeah, okay. So <laughs> I got this for a pretty reasonable a s- price. Bit of a, bit of a steal. Uh, and the reason it was a steal is because one of the games in there, and I already had most of the games, but mm-hmm. this system worked, but it was in crappy condition. So with the Taco version that I already had, mm. I swapped out all the parts uh. and swapped out the bits that weren't working and were working. And I had one good working Taco original. Taco because <laughs> it's shaped like a taco. Uh-huh. Uh, Engage. Right. Which worked. There you go. Uh, one of the games is Sega Rally. Okay. Not released outside of the European or Australian version. Oh, so very, very what's low. What's Sega Rally like on the... Engage. Not bad. Really? I'm going to say... I'm blown away. I can't believe you said that. Uh, it's not It's not terrible. Wow. I'm not, I'm, not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's good. It's not good, but it's not terrible. <laughs> okay. okay, so on the scale of 0 to 10, 7 being good, 8 being great, 6 being meh. 6.5. Really? 6.5. Uh, like it's, it's polygonal. You go over the jumps and everything, automatic transmission. You got to be pretty precise on the turns. It very much reminds me of the original arcade. Far out. Yeah. Far out. It's, I'm blown away. It's just like the one. I'm not saying it's good. Game. Okay. I'm not saying the it's one good. passable engage game. Basically, uh, this was never, and the thing about this game yeah. and the, re- the reason I got it, this was never released in the U S and people who are obsessed with getting a complete collection, there is only mm. one Sega Rally for sale on eBay at the moment, and it's six hundred US dollars. Oh my god! This one does not come in the box, so it's worth nowhere near as much. Okay. But it is okay. it's still that it game. is still that game, and it is still functional. Wow! There you go. So who are, who is collecting Engage games? Well, you see, the thing is, people who want a low cost full set of something oh, wow. that's esoteric. Wow! Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see like it is like a talk. 
It's what you call like a, like a talking piece, like a conversation piece. It is, like that, yeah. yeah. And I now have both versions and, you know, like 10% of the games, or like tw- almost 20% of the games. This retro game, this retro games scene is out of control. It is. So, uh, Sega Rally was not bad. Like, it was functional. It was it was fun enough for I'm me to so keep playing surprised. a couple. <laughs> You'll play it afterwards. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'm, I'm interested because I, I spent a lot of time with the N-Gage not enjoying it. No, like we both have. We've, we have played games on the N-Gage. Yeah, yeah. The game that I also got with this, I got a couple of other games, I got some copies and stuff, uh-huh. um, was Puzzle Bubble. And I thought, that sounds like the perfect phone game, except it's not on the end gauge. Mm. I'll tell you why, because it's you need to be versing someone else for Puzzle Bubble. Oh. And the aspect ratio of Puzzle Bubble, you know how we have like three by four? This is four by three. So it's a basically a vertical screen. Yeah, okay. If they had released something like uh, Donkey Kong, like uh-huh. all those really early arcade games that were all vertical on yeah. the system, that yeah, would have yeah. been fucking perfect. Mm. But they didn't. Mm, mm. And Puzzle Bubble is really squished. You the, the, the color balls are so small, you cannot differentiate the colors. Oh my God. And the way you swing the little tilt back oh and man. forth to pop, you know, like fire the bubbles yeah, out, yeah, yeah. you cannot tell what direction they're going to go in. Jeez. So, and there's no like little dotted line pointing. So it's basically unplayable. Wow. So Puzzle Bubble gets a big cross out of me. Wow. Okay. So Engage, I have two functional versions, a whole bunch of games. It's a bad system, mm. it's terrible. But the games aren't all bad. Like it's it's functional. It's they released other stuff like the TigerGame.com or whatever it was. That was shit house. This actually, is functional. I heard some really interesting stories about the Engage's like like inception and the like the corporate side of things is yeah. just really weird and shady. And that's the fascinating thing. Like yeah. people will collect for these big systems, and I'm I'm not a an Engage apologist. I just find it to be fascinating. Like mm-hmm. they had the right idea. With the wrong conception. Yeah. They went out to market with something that was just basically shit out. Like, in theory, when you say, like, it's a phone and it plays games, yeah. like, that sounds like the logic... It sounds like a good a good product. Mm. You know? Like, oh, cool, it's like a DS, but I can play... I can use it as a phone. Cool. You know? Or, like, let's, like, take it back to that time period. It's like Game Boy Advance, but yeah. you can, like... you can like And that's what something. they were trying yeah. to get it to be. And it was backlit. Mm. That's the thing as well. Yeah. And the SP had come out by this stage. But it just it wasn't really a good phone and it wasn't really a good handheld. No, either. the, the taco yeah. you had to turn on its side to talk. Yeah. So it looked like you were literally talking into a taco. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. these things were stupid and the prices dropped very quickly. Mm. That's not to say all the games are terrible. A lot of them are, like, none of them are great, but they're functional. Like, mm. They're good enough. <laughs> they're not great. And yeah. there, oh, there's a lot of fives and a lot of sixes there, but yeah, yeah. At least they work. Mm. Um, aside from obviously Puzzle Bubble. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The last thing I'll talk about is that yesterday, last night, I was playing uh, Game Center CX two. Oh. Okay. So, is, if anyone knows what Game Center CX is, it is a uh, Japanese show yeah. where um, I don't a know. comedian, I don't know, yeah, plays. And you started playing Famicom games, but they're basically all retro games now. Mm. Branched out to other systems like the Turbo Graphics and the um, uh, Sega Mas- uh, Mega Drive. Oh, cool. Plays games, tries to finish them. He has a couple of days. If he can't finish them, then he fails. Sometimes he passes and, you know, partial pass because he didn't like, get the good ending and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty famous in Japan and it's pr- it has a cult following. Mm. outside of Japan I love I think it's, it's a really fun show to watch it is it's very good if you're into games yeah uh, 
three games have been released for this. One of them has been released in the West, which is the first game, which is, um, I think they just call it Retro Game Challenge in the West. Oh, okay. Um, but they are called Game Center CX 1, 2, and the third one is on 3DS. Okay. Uh, I was playing uh, Game Center CX 2 because the one that I got from Japan, all of the games are unlocked oh. on there. So I don't need to play the story mode because some of them are like Japanese mystery type games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have like little polygonal like Arino and his mate. Uh, I think in the in the sequel it's a girl. Okay. And they have like Game Boy games and Famicom type games that they're not specifically mentioned as those systems, but they're obvious what they're meant to be. Yeah, so they're yeah. like mini games, not full retro games, but you you get the idea that that's what they were going for to challenge you in these kind and of. And are they hard old and style. annoying in the same way that the games that you play on the no, show? No, they're a bit better. Uh, mm-hmm. not great, but they're fun. Like there was a, um, there was a, a Raiden like, mm. like, uh, like the bullet hell shooter, which wasn't quite bullet hell. I got pretty far in that one because they had like great power ups and stuff like that. Um, there was a pure, pure Tetris like that was on their version yeah. of the game boy, okay. which was, had Tetris pieces, but was kind of like a match three match four that cascaded down like pure, pure. Hmm. That was fun. And I think there was a, a platformer that looked... I think it was called Demon Land. Okay. That looked like Mario cross uh, Makaimura, uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, right. And that was fun. Like, that was mm. a very competent platformer that wasn't too difficult. And, I, you know, I got to, like, the, the last boss of the first one and I was just kind of screwing around. Uh, but they also had, like, RPGs, which I couldn't or rather didn't really want to play, and, like, mystery graphic, uh, like, visual novels. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, okay. Adventure stories. Yeah, yeah. Which are very common. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I can't recommend that one for people who don't know Japanese because mm. if you don't get it with everything unlocked, it's very difficult. Mm, you kind of need to get all of like the best score you can to progress to the next game and everything like that. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very, very fun sort of game. Hmm, so what cool. are you, what have you been up to? I've talked long enough. Uh, look, I haven't really played many games cause like spoilers, this is recording this a little bit early because of the, the Christmas break. We do this every year. We, we try and jam in a few extra episodes before the, we the, do uh, the Chris, the Chrissy break. Um, so I haven't really played much more monster boy. That's still the game I'm, I'm chipping away at. Um, Have there been any more surprises the, in the that game? The game that my, girl, my loving girlfriend calls Magic Boy just to irritate me. Um, <laughs> that, that, sounds, that sounds like something the Catholic Church would call something. <laughs> Specifically the upper clergy. Yeah. Oh boy, I love that Magic Boy game. Oh, oh baby. Oh Christ. Oh, oh, yeah, so I have... Give me some of that communal wine. Have, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I, haven't, <laughs> um, I haven't progressed that game much. Um... I do have some life stuff to talk about, though, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose I can drop the bombshell, AC. That, dun, uh, dun, dun. That's right. Uh, yeah, Joanna's going to move in with me next <gasps> year. Yeah. So probably February, we're thinking, if not a little bit earlier. Wow, she's going to move into your house. That's right. Oh, wow. When are you going to move out? <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that'll be fun. And and I think uh, it'll be like a huge change, obviously, but a really welcome one. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that you like your space and like being alone, but I do. At the, but at the same time, it's like this is probably good for you mentally. T- <laughs> Joe's one of the few people that I'm happy to have around. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a very it's a very short list, and yeah. if you know the amount of people Rob knows, which yeah. is literally like five people. Yeah, I have a very small. I, I like it this way. I keep 
I keep my life very contained and very. Let's just say he keeps his friends close. He has none, and keeps his enemies closer, which is basically me. (laughs) That's right. Are you my enemy? Okay. (laughs) I better stop telling you all my secrets. Um, Yeah, we broadcast your secrets. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Um, please don't tell anyone my secrets. Everyone listening, don't don't do that. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, and I think the so the catalyst of all this is just essentially that um, her landlord is very very bad, and her house is uh, very hot and has no air conditioning and full of mold. And yeah, basically, uh, I'm, it's I'm, a I'm very very happy for I mean, her to move in with me. Yeah. So um, the thing about being in, a, in an Australian summer is that yeah. you need air conditioning because mm-hmm. if you open the windows. It's a fan-forced oven. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's 40 degrees in the house, and if you open the windows, it's 40 degrees with hot wind, which makes it 43 degrees. That's right. Yes, it's not Eddie. It's not pleasant out there no. most of the time. And, you know, we do get a full four seasons in Canberra. We get cold winters and hot summers um, yep. and everything in between. There's about three days of autumn and about three days of spring yeah. before so you, it gets either too cold or too hot. You do want some kind of cooling solution for your house, whether that's, you know, evaporative cooling or air conditioning or something. Yeah. Um, and Joe's place has nothing. <laughs> uh, it was built recently, which is weird. So I think they just tried to do it on the cheap. I, I think. think they really uh, did. I think this was an investment property, which uh, they really tried. Do you know that had that apartment in Braddon? It had this huge bathroom with just a shower in one corner and a toilet in the other and almost empty space. And I'm, yeah. convi- I'm convinced that they just decided not to install the, the toilet. Sorry, the, the bathtub. Bath. Yeah. That was definitely on the plan. They were like, ah, oh, don't, don't need that. Just yeah, do, it, do it on the cheap. property. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you see that a bit. Um... Anyway, she was trying to argue for um, a rent reduction. Um, there's a few other issues with the property that probably justified it. Yeah. Uh, the landlord decided, no, in fact, you can have a rent increase. And also, we're not going to rectify these issues. We'll, um, was it? We'll, we'll fix one of the element it's, problems it's you lucky have. Dip. Yeah. Pick one and then we'll, you know. Yeah. So um, they were like, well, what if we just move out? <laughs> You know? Yeah, uh, which and is good, good luck trying to find yeah. another tenant who will pay that amount of money with the problems that are in that house. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, so um, I guess they called someone called someone's bluff. I think that's how it works. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. That'll uh, be good. Are you, are you going to have to change anything about your lifestyle? Well, I'm going to. No, I don't think that, well, it's going to be. It's actually going to be better in almost every way <laughs> um, because, like. Um, right now we're driving around a lot back and forth we can save a lot of money petrol wise we can save a lot of money on parking because we can take the bus to work from my place very easily yeah like it's a very easy public transport commute are are you going to go down to one car probably yeah I think it makes sense um, to do that at some point Uh, maybe not right away but probably down the track Um, I don't know what her car is but I'm assuming we're going to get rid of your car yeah my one's been around for a while I mean hers is like only a few years younger than mine as well but like my air conditioning stopped working about a month or two ago oh lordy yeah right in time for summer i I might be able to fix that but you really need to actually tell me these things yeah yeah well i don't want to tell you things why should i tell you things (laughs) because i might actually be able to help you no you don't help you just mock and laugh and point your wag your finger i do that i do that a lot but i i do literally also help you sometimes that's true you do help um (laughs) it's true Uh, there are times you've helped there are have been times i'm not i'm not unmechanic unmechanically minded yeah yeah you you do handy things you you have you have a handy bone in your I body do, yes i haven't zero of that <laughs> i, like, I, I i'm, might, an, I'm an intellectual and i pay the underclasses to do those works for me yes um we we earn the same amount of money <laughs> well i i know that for a fact as a man of wealth and and prestige <laughs> as a man of good noble bearing 
I would not sully myself with such works. There are a lot of things I could say right now, <laughs> including your bearing and your social status, <laughs> which I will refrain from saying because I am a gentleman. Oh, dear. So, yeah, look. So the air conditioning is not working in my car, which is a problem. A minor problem. Um, yeah, no. But our solution to that... It's going to get up to 45 degrees in Canberra. Our solution was a very clever one, is we just bought a, uh, a child seat for, for Joe's car. <laughs> so now we're going to use Joe's car for a while, I think. Um, Why do you use your car at all? Uh, because it had a car seat. It had a baby seat and Joe's didn't. Okay, so why didn't you transfer the baby seat? Because I wanted to use the baby seat for my car. Yeah, but your car is shit. <laughs> your shit. Anyway... Um, I could, I'm, I'm offering to fix clever, your car. Clever retort. <laughs> yes, very clever indeed, yeah. um, Mr. Bailey. Well, now we have two. And, you know, um, look, we're not going to get rid of the car straight away. No, so no, no. I think there's some utility in having two cars for a little while, but I think eventually that's... You'll adapt. Yeah, but like, think of it this way. You know, the rent will be halved. The utility bills will be halved. But, you know, I'll have Joe in my life, which is probably the, the top of the list there for things <laughs> that are good. Um... And uh, you're over there giggling at me struggling to explain this. <laughs> Look, things are going to be good. They're all going to be good, Except good, good, Except for me good, about good, 10 minutes after good. this episode. Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. Joe is literally standing behind him with a knife <laughs> in his back, telling him, just tell him it's good and it's all going to be okay. <laughs> it's not like If that. we broadcast it out, it's all good. It's not like that. She was like, what if I move out into your house? And I was like, sure. And now it's happening. So it's, you know, it's good. It's good. Um... Alright, so, so, so that's, that's my life. That's a good thing. Yes. That's a good thing. Okay, do, do you want to go into the quiz? Sure, let's just keep this freight train rolling, AC. Um, it's, it's going good places slowly, or bad places fast. Yeah, so I've got a ten question quiz for you, AC. Is it Tetris based? Well, by gum and by gosh, you're right, it is. Mm-hmm, you guessed it. This is a, <clears throat> a quiz about Tetris spin-offs, because we, we played a Tetris spin-off today. We did. I'm um, defining this term very loosely. Tetris spin-off. So it's still Tetris. It's still like... The core game. Well, look, if it's co- if it's columns, then it ain't really Tetris. But No, that's it's, a it's Tetris a th- game. It's either Tetris themed or it's, you know, a Tetris adjacent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 10 questions. Tetris spin-off. The way this quiz works, I'm going to read out to you everything about this game except for the name of the game. And you tell me the name. Okay. So this is testing your knowledge of right. Tetris spin-offs. I love Tetris, but I don't have a good feeling about this. All right, we'll see how but, we go. Oh, we'll I, go, we'll go. I might have made this a bit too hard for you, but we'll see. All right. Question okay. one. All right, so this... this And I'm going to give you uh, the year and the system and a description of the game. Okay. To make it as easy as I possibly can. Okay. All right. All this right. game came out in 1989. It came out for DOS, Amiga, and the Mac. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is a 3D version of Tetris, where you are looking down a corridor or a tunnel, the blocks appear in the foreground, and you drop the blocks into a wall at the background. I kind of know this game because 3D Tetris for the Virtual Boy was based off this game, Mm. to a certain Mm. extent, but I can't remember the actual name. Rats. Of this particular version, I know it's not 3D Tetris because that's copyright to the Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Tetris in the name? It has the <laughs> the name of the game ends with Tris. Um, <sighs> Polygonal Tris, uh, 3D Tris. I'll give you one more guess. Ah, uh, okay. Um, uh, Flatris. 
it's Weltris. Weltris. Nah, I wouldn't have got that. As if you're dropping pieces down. I, I get that, yeah. 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 All right, question number two. That's all right. So this game came out in 1990 for the NES mm-hmm. and there's also a Game Boy port. Uh, it's like Tetris. Yep. But you're stacking hats. Hattress. Correct. I own that game. You own Hattress. I do own Hattress indeed. It's actually and a little bit of interesting trivia here for you. Mm. It's actually programmed by and made by the same person. Yeah, Pajanov. Yeah. Pat, yeah, Alexis Patronov. Yeah. Who yeah. did the original Tetris. I think I butchered his name there, sorry. I think it's Alexei Pajanov. Yeah. Alexei. Yeah. 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 So he did the original uh, Tetris mm-hmm. and then he came to America mm-hmm. and now he um, I think he actually does own like fifty percent of the Tetris yeah. company now. He claimed he had a bit of a legal battle, but it, he's now got his dues. I think he's now getting money, and he, which he really deserves. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think definitely. so. And you know, in all fairness, like you know, he came to America and he he did other games. Like mm. I think he did a few for uh, MS DOS actually. Well, yeah, you might. Well, speak of the devil, actually, there might be some more in this quiz. Mm. Question number three: This game came out in 1991 for DOS. It also appeared on the Amiga. Maybe the Amiga first, actually. Um, this game is also, <laughs> like all these games, it's like Tetris, but... Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Like Tetris, but with pieces of police identikit faces falling down the screen. Oh. And you have to build faces. I do know this. Um, I've seen it. It was not very popular. Uh... Identris. Close. It's called Faces. Uh, okay. Dot, 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 Tris 3. Okay. And this is another game made by Alexei Pachinov. Yeah. Yeah, he made this he, one as well. He um, yeah. Yeah, he, he went out there and tried <clears throat> to recapture the original magic, which I don't think he could ever do. No. But, you know, good good on him for giving it a go. He gave it a red hot go. So mm-hmm. that's... that's that love Sometimes people call it Facetris, but that's not the real name. The game is Faces. Yeah. Um, question four. This is a pretty simple one. 1991 came out on the PC, the Super Nintendo, and the Game Boy. Like if Tetris met Scrabble, dropping blocks to spell out words. Wordtris. Correct. Wordtris. Yeah. Wordtris is, uh, is an odd game. Not a bad one, but um, I have played it. And when I played it, I realized that I didn't actually want to own it in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> it's it look, look from the screenshots it looked incredibly dull but maybe there's something more there that I didn't, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad I'm just saying that it is exactly what it says on on the mm. sheet of paper that came with it mm. it's basically Tetris with words Wordtris mm. mm-hmm. yeah not very not much there to like dazzle you no <laughs> alright question number five okay this game came out in 1997 1997 for the N64 this game, uh, you are dropping Tetris pieces onto a spherical surface, creating lines that chip away the surface to reveal the core inside the oh, sphere. Oh, okay. I do know that. I've played this, but I can't remember the name of it. It's not World Tetris. Um, Tetrisphere? Yes, correct. Tetrisphere. Okay. Well done. I wasn't. I didn't think you'd get that one. Good job. Uh, question number six. Okay, this game came out in 1995 mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy. This is more of a matching colors game like Columns. Interesting because in Japan it was released as Panel de Pon and has completely different art to the version released internationally. Panel de Pon had a fantasy theme with fairies and stuff, but but this game... 
I almost said the name of the game. But this game had <laughs> Mario-themed art. I know what this game is because my wife is basically a world champion in panel deport. Oh, okay. So do you know the name that came oh, out in the West? Uh, I almost... Because I, I gave you panel deport. Oh, yeah, I know. That's the problem. I kind of stuffed it up by giving you that. No. See, the problem is that mm. I know it because mm, mm. it's like it's like Tetris 2 or Tetris... It's, it's It has Tetris in the title. I, I, I will say that. yes, yes. I'll give you that. This is so weird for me because I Tetris know... Tetris something. Paddle, Tetris... Hmm. Um, it's not. I keep thinking Tetris Battle Guided, and I know it's not that. <laughs> no. but it's like Tetris something something, uh, or Tetris something. Uh, Tetris. It's not battle, but I want to say another like, word like that. Uh, Combative sounding word. Oh, if you, I want to help you here, I know. I really. If you tell me this, I'm going to go. Oh my god! Why didn't I get that? Because I just know bat, um a panel de pom mm-hmm. as the name Tetris Fight Challenge Fight. Uh, okay, just give it to me. Tetris Attack. Fuck. Tetris Attack. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm go. so angry at myself. Uh, I'm sorry about Tetris that. Tetris Attack. All right. It's alliterative too, basically. Yeah. Okay, question seven. This game came out in 2009. Pretty recent compared to the other ones so yep. far. It came out at the arcade. It's a Sega game. Uh, it's basically an arcade cabinet for Tetris, except everything is really, really big. Like there's a 70 inch monitor. There's a really dumb oversized joystick. Like you have to hold with two hands. Just like my penis. Uh, and even the screen is like shrunk. It's like less, the, the well is less big and the pieces are huge on the screen. What's the name of this game? Uh, Tetris Chinko. Oh, I'm afraid not. I'm afraid your sexual innuendo has fallen <laughs> fallen flat. Chinko means penis. Apparently, I learned this the other week when we did FTL. Um, I don't. I have never actually seen this game. This before. game sounds hilarious. It's called Tetris Giant, and like I saw. Oh, well, that's basic. You know, if we're talking about mine, all right, you know, all right, all right, all right, all right, easy, easy. The guy, come Where, on. The, all right, calm down. <laughs> None of that. I refuse. <laughs> yeah, like. I saw a, a photo of this and it looks hilarious. So. I've never seen this. I and, and I frequent it's just arcades a, in Japan. It's just a really dumb gimmick. It's just like Tetris with this really big joystick. And like, it's two players. This is two ridiculously sized joysticks. That you, oh, yeah. man, that actually, that sounds um, pretty cool. All right. Question number eight. This game came out in 1998. It's also an arcade cabinet. It's made by Capcom. A super challenging high speed version of Tetris, only released in arcade and only in Japan. Oh, no, I don't know this one. <laughs> super challenging. Uh, super challenge Tetris. No, this is Tetris colon the Grandmaster or Grandmaster Tetris. Oh, you mm. know what? I've heard this. Mm. I've heard of this game before, but I've never seen it. And I used to go looking for this cab, mm. but I have not seen it. Apparently, it's so fast that the pe- on one mode... It just drops. The pieces just appear at the bottom of the screen. Yep. You know? And then you have to do the, super, the infinite rotate thing. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy shit. All right, um, so it's five, two, three. Oh, God. I'm going to lose this. Okay, question number nine. This game came out in 1999 for the Nintendo 64. It's basically Tetris with a few new mechanics... And some funky 3D rendered backgrounds like the Sphinx and other like world like sites. Tetris World. No. Tetris World. World Tetris. No. Uh, Tetris Disney. No. Disney. Disney. Fuck me in the ass. No. I'm afraid the answer was the new Tetris. The new Tetris. 
for the Nintendo no, 64. That's a terrible name. The new Tetris. I oh, know it's like New Coke or something. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? It didn't take off. Yeah, funny um, that. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. The Nintendo 64 didn't fucking take off. <laughs> wow. No wonder you you give me an N64 title. I'm not going to know it. Nobody's going to know it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to argue. Question number 10. <laughs> question 10. Last question. Okay. This game came out in... This is actually a bit of a gimme. You'll get this one because I'm basically serving it up to you on a platter. Uh, this game came out in 2002. It came out for the Pokemon Mini. Uh, it's released only in Japan and Europe. A tiny keychain Tetris game with a Pokemon theme. Tetris Pokemon? Tetris Pikachu? I'll basically give you that because it's Pokemon Tetris. (laughs) Which I think if I said no when you said Tetris Pokemon, I would be mean. Oh, look, I've never played that version. I do do have the system. It's Mm. for the... um, What's it called? It's like this keychain Game Boy thing. It's like this weird, tiny little... I've never even heard of it till today. Really? Like this... Po- like this po- and it mainly... The, the things on it are mainly Pokemon related or something? Hang on. Yeah. Um, you, you see a, a short swap band run. Here we go. All right. Yeah, that the, thing. The Pokemon Mini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon Mini. I actually own a Pokemon Mini. Yeah. This thing. Yeah. Look at this. It's Pokemon. tiny. It's cute. Not only that, but it has cartridges. Yeah, like this little... It's small. Uh, it's it's fun, but the problem is getting the cartridges these days is actually quite expensive. I didn't want to turn it on in case, like you know, it dies or something. But... Uh, no, I'm not even. I can't even remember how to fucking turn it on. Yeah, there you where's, go. Where's the on button? Uh, I think there's a button in the middle in the front. There you go. Is that? Oh, I'm I'm getting a battery empty reading. <laughs> of course you are. Okay. Yep, yeah. there we go. Pokemon Mini. It's tiny. It's like it's like the size of um how big would you say that thing is? It's like smaller than a playing card. Yeah, it's um it's but kind of like a, a Tamagotchi but yeah. a bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, like a Tamagotchi plus. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So I didn't know that thing existed. And now you listeners all know that that thing existed too. This thing isn't a bad thing. It was just marketed at the wrong time to the wrong people. Yeah. I, I think, think like if, if it was cheaper and like they had these cartridges at like five bucks a pop and they said, you can, you can tie this thing to your bag and have a bit of Pokemon fun down at the bus stop or train station. Uh, it probably would have done a lot better, but they marketed it to the wrong people because mm. it, it is mm. very, it's just an LCD. There's no color. It's a bit of, it's tinny sound. And it's basically a very, very small, like, muted Game Boy. And this came out in 2001. Mm. But uh, I do own one of those. So yeah. the final score was AC4, Rob 6. So Rob won that one. Yeah, so it turns I'm... out that AC loves Tetris, but not that much. Yeah, well, you don't love Tetris spin-offs that much, I guess you could say. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you didn't give me any Tetris effect questions because... No, that's, too, that's a bit of a gimme, isn't it? It's you know? too much of a gimme, really. Yeah, you've been and playing that game on and off for, like, the last year. So yeah, I feel like... A... <laughs> Jeez, it's and is that going to be our? Is that going to kind of enter into our uh, game of the decade? Possibly. I mean, if you wanted to. So next episode is going to be our last one for the year, which is going to be episode ninety-five, which is a stream of nonsense. That's right. Now, two things are going to happen in the stream of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, it's going to be our last of the year, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about you know two thousand nineteen. We're going to talk about our favorite games of the entire decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's going to happen is tomorrow, Rob and I are actually going to an exhibition yeah. in Canberra about computer games. That's where right. we can it's interactive, so we can actually play said video games. Yeah, I think computer it's, games, video games. It's whatever. kind of like the history slash the most notable games 
of the history of mm. video games, according to the people that put it together and according to the contracts they signed to get the games. So <laughs> apparently, Nintendo are not in there anymore because they were too expensive. It's weird because like Sonic's there, and that's like a that's like a Nintendo property, but or Sonic. It isn't, Sonic the Hedgehog is apparently in the, is apparently there. Well, he's the mascot. Like when you not go to Nintendo. The, well, yes, but he they, Nintendo bought Sega and now no, it's no, they don't. They pretty much do. I no, think. no, they don't. I think Sega, they do. Nintendo do not own Sega in any way right, whatsoever. Well, see, well, okay, I got it wrong. But what I will say is that because there are no Sega consoles, that shit is on Nintendo consoles. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is true. But yeah. but Nintendo do not own Sega. Okay, uh, I got that wrong. No, yes, that's, but it is uh, weird. It's always been weird to see Sega yeah. on a Nintendo console, but yeah. they certainly don't own. No, you're right. I stand corrected. Um, yeah, that was very wrong. <laughs> you may as well turn this podcast off and unsubscribe right now. Um, and <laughs> don't just, give us one, my mind. one star. Rob knows nothing about games. That should be the review. <laughs> Speaking of which, please review our podcast. <laughs> it's really important that you do that because the algorithms use those reviews to expose our podcast on the iTunes store. We basically have to beat people on the street to get them to so, listen to us now. You know, yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, if you liked our podcast, which is, you know, objectively not very good, there are other podcasts on the network that we're on, too. The Gunna Geek Network. What, what else is on there, Rob? Don't judge the network on the quality of our show. Listen to other shows before you make that decision, such as All Things Good and Nerdy. No, in fact, we're not going to listen to talk about that one. We're going to talk about something else. Screw All Things Good and Nerdy. That show's terrible. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Sci-Fi Sunday. Sci-Fi Sunday. It's okay. New- what's Sci-Fi Sunday about? Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a show. It's a church service, effectively. It <laughs> happens on a Sunday, laddie. Don't you know? That's right. Oh, cha It's like Space Jesus, and you know, <laughs> Space Jesus get together. Is that like regular Jesus? It's, it's, yeah, he doesn't but- need to. Does he need to breathe? Does Jesus breathe? I don't think he needs to breathe. So he can go into space. I'm not a theologian. <laughs> I think space. I think Jesus could survive in outer space. Oh man, we need to capture this guy and like totally shoot him up there. Imagine if we could weaponize Jesus. And (laughs) Jesus, Uh, Sci-Fi Sunday is a show that uh, I don't know. It's about sci-fi or something. The promo copy here says Sci-Fi Sunday tackles the film that changed the movies, the movie-going experience forever. Star Wars. Join David Teresa, Mike, and Julian Jar Jar Lopez. Oh dear, he really. They really waited. So, they okay, went this guy's, all in this guy's name one. is Julian, quotes, Jar Jar Lopez. Dear me. As they take a deep dive into the film that brought us the Force, lightsabers, droids, Jawas, Death Stars, thrilling space battles, and one of the most iconic villains of all time, Darth Vader. So, if you want to hear people review Star Wars. I thought that was Tarkin. General Tarkin. He was he was the star of that movie. <laughs> See the guy that got strangled. Peter Cushing. Come on. No, 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 no. Oh, the... Peter Cushing. Yeah. Was he in any other movie since then? He was only in the first one, and then they they used CG for him to bring him back for like one of the. I don't fucking know. I didn't watch any of the prequels, yeah, but um, yeah. no, 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 no. He blew up with the Death Star, but yeah. he, he was the true hero. It's he was how... he was the man you could look up to. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. It's funny how when it, when people go, oh, Peter Cushing, and I'm like, is he important? Like, what he was. What other stuff's he done? Um, he was actually a prolific actor, actor? in uh, actor in England. Uh, he was in a lot of BBC productions. Uh, he was actually in a Doctor Who movie, not as uh, one of the main like Doctor Who's. Okay, okay. He, he looks the kind of guy who could, who could be a Doctor Who. Yes. This was back in 1966, 67, mm, I want to say. Mm, okay. Well, I just was weirded out by the Peter back. Cushing reverence. Because when they brought him back in CG for like one or other of the movies... Everyone was like, "Was oh. he convincing?" I think he was in uh, the one. 
Rogue One. He was in Rogue One, I think. Oh, wow. Well, well, he yes. wasn't in it. You know, his animated corpse was in it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's effectively what it is. Yeah. He's an animated corpse. Yeah. We should just start referring to them as animated corpses. <laughs> Man, you know how fucking fast they'd fucking stop that shit? Okay. Oh, my God. Did you see the animated corpse? I think people will stop. Like, because know. he's literally animated and he's dead. I think people would like Hudson Amy cool out less if we called her an animated corpse. <laughs> To be fair, she was never alive to begin with, yeah. so she's more like a like a like an automaton or like a, some kind of um, homunculus. Yep, yeah, I, I could go with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you listen to them talk about listen to Sci-Fi Sunday. Them listen to Sci-Fi Sunday talk about Star Wars: Colon and New Hope uh, on the Gunna Geek Network, which you can find at www.gunnageek.com. Perfect. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Pretty much the only one. Yeah. At this stage. We are the only edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. They Game Life Balance US returned triumphantly for one episode during this year. Mm. I don't think they're going to do another one because no. they suck. Or <laughs> well, uh, maybe they have, you know, problems or something. <laughs> relationship issues? <laughs> you, I, don't, I don't know. Trouble in there? paradise. Um, no, no. Uh... They're, they're pro- hope, I hope they're doing well. I certainly do. Um, but until then, we are the only game life balance. Podcast. We should just call each, we should just call each ourselves game life balance. Uh, Let's like the original run of the show. Claim back the throne. You know, if anyone's going to make them record another episode, it'll be that. It'll be it'll be that going like we are the only the one and only game life balance. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Um, you know, they, they would probably they'd be shitting bricks after that. <laughs> uh, follow me at uh, Prod Telly mm-hmm. and um, GLB Australia is twitching. Yeah, it's twitching. There's signs of life, but I reckon whoever is in charge of that account needs to tweet more, you motherfucker. Problem is, I have nothing to say. You have lots to say. It's just that you just are lazy. <laughs> uh, rate us a positive. Do we even really need to say that? Positive, yes, rate us, please. Give us, for God's sake, give Throw us, us a bone. Throw, Throw us, us a fucking bone here, people. Take pity on us. And review us. Look, it honestly takes two seconds if you have an iPhone to just scroll down to the bottom of the iPhone app, the, the, the podcast app, and just give us a few stars. And, that's, yep. and that helps. It does help. Right. So thank you very much, everyone. Mm. And uh, we will be back in two weeks' time, three weeks. I don't know when this episode or whatever episode is going to come out for the last episode of the year, The Stream of Nonsense. <laughs>